1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Talk Republic. I am Karolina Gusik, and today we have a fantastic guest with us. Her name is Nina Larson. She's based in Colorado. She's a fantastic wedding photographer, and we're going to be talking about SEO and how to, you know, make some little changes into your website, you know, to rank better. So, Nina, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? <laughs> I am good. I'm excited. Yep. Thank you so much for your time uh, and for sharing you know, your knowledge with all of us. I'm really, yep. really looking forward to this conversation because you pretty much turned your, your website upside down and saw some great results, and I can't wait to talk about this.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite things to talk about, too. So I'm really excited to get to do this. Oh,
1: amazing. And I just gave like a very brief introduction about who you are yeah. and what you do. So take the mic. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about you.
0: Yeah. So uh, I am based in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I have been here for 10 years now uh, and I moved here from Norway. Um the country, not like some small town. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I just fell in love with the mountains out here. And, um, you know, I've been a wedding photographer for three years now, uh, which... Not that long in the grand scheme of things, but um, you know, I knew from day one that I really needed my business, like my website, to work for me if I was going to grow the business quickly. And so um, that's kind of been this thing I've always nerded out over. Like I started designing my own WordPress websites back in high school in Norway, and um, you know, it's just always been um, something that I do for fun. You know, it's what I do when I'm procrastinating everything else, and I should be editing photos or whatnot. I would much rather work on my website, so. Um, That's yeah. interesting. <laughs> I know. It's um bad photographer, but it's working though. <laughs> Listen, you know, whatever
1: works for you and we all have the things that we love to do. So I mean yeah. I, I like to organize my files. When I'm procrastinating <laughs> instead of doing what I need to do, I'm like I need to go and organize my files as, uh-huh. as if that's gonna make any difference. At least you're doing something useful but, for your business,
0: Nina. <laughs> yeah, but organized files are important too. I
1: guess so. And before yeah. we even started recording this, just you know, just because I need to say it, we were talking about Norway and how much like <laughs> obsessed I am with like Vikings and kind of like a Scandinavian, you know, architecture yeah. and all that. So I'm excited. And yeah. little information here. When I had Corey on the podcast you know we had a whole chat about seo and he 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 kindly mentioned something about like oh somebody wrote like a like a blog post about like viking weddings and that was it it was pandora's box and we i went (laughs) ranting for like 15 minutes about how much i love (laughs) vikings and lagata and regner so again this has nothing to do with seo i just felt like i needed to say it
0: (laughs) absolutely
1: (laughs) Awesome. So as I said before, um, I had actually, you are a student of fuel your photos and yeah. I had actually Dylan and Corey both had been on the podcast before to talk about, you know, blogging and SEO. And when I heard your actually interview in their own podcast, I was really excited to connect with you because yes, both Dylan and Corey, this is what they do for a living. You know, they're like yep. SEO gurus and you know, they know so much about it but you are just student. You were just yeah. like, took the class yeah. and I'm going to take it on my own to do this. And I thought that was very interesting to bring on to the podcast because I feel sometimes people like me, we feel discouraged. We're like, that's a lot. I don't want to do it. And then instead of actually doing a little bit of work, we don't do anything at all. And that's mm-hmm. quite bad for the business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'd say quite bad. It's, uh, <laughs> but it's overwhelming, right? And I think, um, you know, especially when you're just starting out, if you've never even done anything with SEO before, it like. I, I love Corey and Dylan and their course, but it can be overwhelming to know where to begin, you know, cause it's so much of it is technical and, you know, I constantly see people posting about like, how should I use alt tags or what keywords should I use? And I think it's so important to step back from that and look at more of the overall goal of what exactly are you even trying to achieve when you're working on your SEO? Um, You know, because everyone's just like, well, of course, I want more traffic to my website. I'm like, yeah, but traffic from who? And what do you want them to do when they get to your website? You know, Um, and I don't feel like that's talked about nearly enough. (laughs)
1: I'm just like mind blown right now. I'm like, that's exactly what we need to do. Because yes. yeah, like I think like people, first of all, you know, you say SEO and it, it seems like a gigantic task and it's just like, and oh, it me. is. It, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so not to minimize it here, but like, it feels extremely overwhelming. And the second mm-hmm. thing is like, I'm going to use keywords and I'm going to say <laughs> myself that I am guilty of this. And I just yep. actually was having this conversation Uh, last week I'm also part of the fuel your photos group so like if you are listening to this I'm going to link to that because it is a free this is not Mm -hmm. for students this is a free group and they're really generous with like their content in there Mm -hmm. so I was planning this blog post uh, for a hotel and I went and I did my research very basic and some of the research was just like the hotel name that had like 5,000 you know clicks per month and then the hotel name wedding only had like 15
0: mm-hmm. searches per
1: month so but those my, are the searches you want yeah in my mind I was just like whoa definitely just hotel names so I get you know yeah. access to those 3,000 things so I asked on the group mm-hmm. and the answer from Corey was or actually Dylan was like what's the intent like people looking mm-hmm. for the hotel they're looking where to stay how to book that has nothing to do with you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like well thank you I feel like nothing. you <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but, but I think it's much easier too, you know, when you start looking at the goals and the in- intent behind it, um, that's where instead of, you know, right now we see like every single elopement photographer is writing a list on best places to elope, and eventually those lists are kind of useless because everyone has them, you know, so unless you happen to be the like most popular photographers who already have the most traffic, your list isn't necessarily gonna do anything. But if you're sitting there and you're a photographer in, I don't know, rural Michigan or something, and you really start writing about locations that are close to you, you could be the number one for everything, you know? And I think that's what people tend to forget when they're just competing based on what gets the most search. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I have no interest in ranking for Pacific Northwest weddings because I don't live there. I don't want to shoot there. I want to rank for all of the things related to Colorado. Um, But I think looking at your goals for your business too, of, you know, what are you trying to book more of? What kind of clients are you trying to attract? And what content are they searching for? Um, So like one of the top driving pieces of uh, content I've written is just a guide to every single wedding venue in Boulder County, because I live in Boulder County and this is where I do most of my work. So you know, instead of having the best venue in the entire state, I just focus down on one area and it, that content now outranks the not for that search term because it's so much more specialized, right? That is and, crazy. Yeah. And so I, I just don't think photographers understand how much power they have to like completely decide for themselves like I want to book venue you know weddings at these venues well I can make that happen by creating content that people are looking to in relation to that and that's so much more important than just like you know once you know what you want to achieve you can start going through the courses and learning like okay how do I structure my content how do I use keywords how do I do the research all of that but you shouldn't be you know Alt-tagging your photos with keywords before you know what you're trying to do.
1: <laughs> that is so important, and definitely, if, if you don't hear anything else on this podcast today, <laughs> just listen to that because intention, right? And that's yeah. so great. And I think, uh, and I actually, you know, we talked about this before on the bar, on the podcast. Um, blogging is changing, right? Like mm-hmm. you're—I mean, you're new to photography; you're just only three years into this. But let's yep. say I've been in this for ten years, and like. 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago, six years ago, you just like, you know, shoot a wedding and you went to your, to your blog and you were just like, yeah. oh, this wedding was beautiful. And you posted yeah. like your favorite 20 photos and that's it. Yeah. And even though that was done six, eight years
0: ago, I still see photographers doing that. Well, there are still people teaching people to do that, which they need to stop. But (laughs) no, I mean, I, I think it's really important to think of showing off your portfolio work is different from blogging. When we talk about blogging from an SEO perspective, you know, I still throw up the posts where I'm like, here's the highlights from the last thing you, thing I photographed because clients want to see that, you know, Mm -hmm. they want to see that you're active and they want to see what you've done, but those are not the pieces that will drive traffic to your website. Um, you know, I easily get half of my organic traffic from two posts. So That's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so
1: definitely like the first thing maybe is like a mindset that we need to read that, and it's like our blog nowadays is to create content that future couples are looking for. So we yeah. need to be a little bit of like, journals here or like you know yeah. uh, you know like writing articles and i know people yeah. get really really caught up just in that because then it's like oh my god seo is so complex and now on top of that i need to be a writer this yeah. is crazy and i think that yeah. people overthink it like you don't need to have gone to school for writing and what nope. i sometimes what i do myself is like when i'm thinking of an idea Obviously, mm-hmm. my thought process is way faster than my fingers. So, like, what I do is just like I record my thoughts, mm-hmm. so like, blah, 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 and I go on maybe for a rant, and then I can edit my little rant in, you know, yeah. words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but it but it totally works though. Like voice to text is so good now that you can totally write a blog post by just talking to your phone, you know, and then obviously go back and clean up and edit it cuz there's going to be some mistakes in there. But, you know, it it does not have to be perfect writing, but you know, for example, like, like when I'm writing about different wedding venues in my guides, um, you know, I'm not trying to write in marketing speak. Like I'm not working for the venue. I'm not promoting them in that way I'm just talking about it as a photographer of you know I love this venue because it has such a pretty ceremony backdrop and the lighting is always perfect at cocktail hour when you're doing family photos and you know like that's what couples want to hear is like why should I book this venue over the other and as photographers we know why (laughs) you know
1: That's, I mean, that's definitely, as you said, you know, you're talking as a friend kind of mm-hmm. thing I think that has a lot of power. Like you don't, you're not yeah. writing an article for Times Magazine. You're not nope. writing a novel, you just, nope. you know, sharing some information in a candid way. And obviously yeah. that's going to help you rank. Yeah.
0: It. And And in addition to ranking better, it shows anyone who lands on that website, on that blog post, you know, whatever they searched, whether it was Boulder Wedding Venues or Seattle Elopement or, you know, any of the things, when they see that you have put in all this work to create this guide, you are automatically the expert in their eyes, you know, like why they're going to start clicking around on your website before they go back to Google and search for someone else because you've already helped them, you've given them something freely and you know, I love, I really nerd out on like psychology stuff, but reciprocity is such a strong concept where if someone feels like you've given them something for free, they now feel like they have to repay you for that. And it's so interesting how that works when, when you have a lot of really helpful free resources on your website, you know, and I say free resources, but I'm literally just talking about blog posts, you Mm -hmm. know, but with helpful content, couples are already like, well, she already gave us this for free. I guess we might as well pay her and hire her, you know? And that's, it's so cool how that works. I
1: love that. So let's, because um, my, the way that my brain works, like I need a lot Mm -hmm. of structure. So let's rewind this a little bit. So somebody that is listening to this podcast right now, they, they don't know where to start. They're like, Oh my God, what are these two talking about? Let's kind of like re like, reverse engineer this thing. So let's say, what's the first thing that a photographer needs to be asking themselves?
0: What do you want to book more of? Okay. (laughs) You know, so, so so I've worked through this with some friends too. And, you know, I had one friend who was, she loves driving up into the mountains and spending the weekends camping with her family and stuff like that. I'm like, well, round up the venues in the area you like camping and write a blog post about those. You know, it's that simple. Like really start with looking at what do you want your life to be like? Do you only want to book weddings on weekdays? Maybe write a post about weekday weddings. Do you only want to book destination stuff? You know, real instead of just trying to target individual destinations, maybe talk about how to plan a destination wedding in the first place or... Yeah, I mean, it's, that's really where it starts. It's like, what do you want to do? And then, you, you know, we have, have so many so options. Useful.
1: like no. <laughs> <laughs> And perhaps it is. Perhaps like I have been, or we as a collective, we have been overthinking yeah. this for too long. And clearly, so. you just broke it down in like
0: the most simplest way of like what to do. Well, because well, <laughs> why, why would you spend time creating content for something you don't want to book? <laughs> Does not make sense, right? So, you know, not so starting there, but even, you know, There's going to be a lot of people who are like, well, I want to do a lot of things. I want to book in every single state across the country and, you know, I want to do all of it. Well, then start with what's most realistic, what's most achievable, what's one thing where you already are the expert, you already know what you're talking about without having to first do a lot of research. So again, you know, for me, that was my county where I live. For other people, you know, it'll probably be something similar where you know your area where you live better than anywhere else. So start there. Um, and then once you get through this too, you know, it's, um, it's really cool how you can keep adding to content over time. It does not have to be perfect when you publish it. You know, you don't have to include every single venue or location or tip in this first iteration of the guide. You can keep adding to it with time. But I think so much of learning comes from actually doing the thing and then going back into your statistics and being able to analyze of like, is this getting any traction? Am I getting visitors from this? Do they click around on my website after if they, they've landed here or not? You know, like there's so much you can analyze when you get into that too. But I definitely just skipped like five steps ahead, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I like this tip also because I feel like a lot of people feel like first of all we have the overthinking, right? Mm-hmm. It's like oh my god, now I have to do this, but I don't have the time. But maybe like and then you just get into your mind and you don't. Do yeah. So like yeah. the next step is like just take the first step. It doesn't have yep. to be perfect. And what I like about this, you know, kind of like articles that now we're supposed to be writing is that there is always room for improvement and there is always mm-hmm. room for updating, right? Because yep. Either venues change or, you know, yep. things go out of business. So there is always good to go and like do a little yep. cleanup and, you know, organize yep. things.
0: And And Google is constantly changing what they're looking for too, you know? So I have guides where, I wrote them two years ago, and at the time, they were ranking at the top, and now, you know, there are other people who have written newer guides that are more formatted to what Google wants today, and mine keeps dropping down, and then it's like, okay, now it's time to go in and rework and see what can I do to get this fresher again. Um, so, I mean, it's a never-ending process, but at the same time, like, that's supposed to be exciting and not like, uh, oh, you know, I'm never done. Of course you're never done, and this is business, you know, like, I... I, I think the idea of having a website where you're just like, cool, I paid someone $5,000 to build this for me and I never have to touch it again. Like, that's just not realistic, okay. you know? Wait, we have to keep updating things as we go and keep you're going. You're dropping
1: so many, like, good points also because, as you said, like, this is, like, th- there is not really a finish line. There no. There is not. <laughs> no. Like, like, it's never going to be, you're never going to be done. You're never going to be like, finally, I made it to, you know, page one. Yep. And I'm going to stay there just yep. by doing nothing else. That's yep. not how it happens.
0: No, and I know when you know when I started in 2017, uh, the blogging advice I was told that then was you know just put up whatever you can as long as it's 300 words and just shove all the keywords in there. You know, so you talk about like this Breckenridge ski resort wedding was such a beautiful day in the Colorado mountains, and it's so fake. And I'm really glad that Google caught onto that and is like that doesn't deserve to rank on top anymore because it's not useful to anyone. You know, absolutely. Um, but yeah. I was
1: talking to, uh, cause I was just like, again, back to the fueling photos, you know, somebody yeah. had asked a fantastic question and that question led to like, me checking my own, you know, recent content and talking about like overusing keywords. And as you said, that was a really great advice five years ago, you know, Uh as many keywords as you can. And now that could be actually be frowned
0: upon. Well, and it's hurting a lot of people because anyone who was really good at SEO five years ago, probably have 500 posts that are all hurting their website (laughs) now, you know, and that's, I, I know that's a little depressing to think about how much we have to stay on top of this stuff. But you know, there's so many people out there actually teaching the new methods, you know, and within the photography industry, it, like hands down, Corey and Dylan are so on top of what is changing with the algorithms and what people should be doing. Um, can't recommend that course enough. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think just overall, you know, there's, If there's too many confusing voices, too, where everyone's telling you to do something different, start looking at, like, how how are the sites of the people teaching this doing, you know? Because I see people teaching SEO, and I'm like, yeah, but you still only have keyword stuffy posts on your own website, so I don't really trust you to tell me what's current, you know? True, true. That's, I mean, that's...
1: And I mean, if something is always you should be looking out whoever you're gonna either spend money with or mm-hmm. learn from, you know, you actually need to do your research on that. Yes, too. so yeah, again, it's never, lear- never, never ending, it's always a learning process. Yeah, I mean, I check your website and I'm not in Colorado, and I was on your website yeah. for a good hour and a half. I was, yep. it, was like, it was like it was like I don't know what's the term
0: in English rabbit but, hole rabbit hole yeah
1: I was just yeah. like oh now I'm here oh now I'm here and then I was just like god damn it Carolina, you need work to do <laughs> but it was so well, good because I felt like I felt like organically like yes. I was just there and you yeah. were feeding me more and more and again I'm, I'm married already I'm not even close to Colorado and mm-hmm. I found everything really really useful so let's yeah. talk about out how we can build a, a blog a website that it's gonna keep people in the website
0: yeah so it's it's funny because this is one of those things where it's both the usability and you know user experience but it's also the seo and the technical um, google loves when you link blog posts to each other um, you know internal links is what you are generally looking for on that but instead of just thinking you know, again, bad advice from twenty seventeen. I was just told of like, well, as long as you link out to your contact page or something, you know, you get the green check light on Yoast and that counts, mm-hmm. right? Horrible advice. Um, but if you can find a way to make sure that people never feel like they got a hundred percent of what they were looking for just from the first post, you know, you always want to have like drop links to other things and then hint about, you know, oh, if you haven't decided on your date yet, you might want to read this post about the best months to elope in Colorado. And when they click through that post, you might end it with haven't, still haven't picked a date. Well, here's why you want to do a weekday. And you just keep them following this journey of other posts that link in between each other. And I mean, the longer you can keep people on your website, the more likely they are to actually contact you at the end of that, right? Because they've also spent all this time and they're getting to know you and your voice and you know of course you've got enough of your photos peppered in into the posts and stuff too that hopefully by the end of that someone's like yeah I could totally see this person being my wedding photographer um but yeah I, I think as far as like practical ways to keep people on there you know I see a lot of just the standard blog format that tends to come with most website templates where everything is just listed chronologically. I don't always think that that's the best way to get information across because you might have a really good post you wrote two years ago and it's buried on the bottom. Um, And so I think it's much more useful if you can set up like a standalone post with your, you know, whether you call it resources or planning tips or you can still call it blog, but where you can really highlight the most important content that you want people to read first up top and then work your way into you know, other types of tips and articles and stuff down the page too. But really having one central hub where people can find like all of the resources.
1: That's such a great advice. And do you, when you write this, I mean, we're getting just a little bit technical here. When yeah. you write this, uh, let's say resources or articles, do you yeah. write them as pages or posts?
0: I usually write them as posts, but there's some that I have as pages, but honestly, it it hardly even matters. You know, there's a little bit of a difference as far as the different themes on what you can do for styling with a page versus a post. Um, But I usually do individual articles as posts. And then, you know, if I have a bigger roundup page, I will have that as a page. But it's, yeah, it doesn't really matter.
1: Because that no. was one of my questions. I'm like, and then again, you read really bad advice. And then again, yep. it goes back to like, I ask on your photos. Does that matter yep. after reading a bunch of articles that made yep. me question even more. And yep. they actually, the answer that I got was like, Google can differentiate if it's a page or a post. They're yep. just looking for content. So, yep. so long as the content is, has intent to what like the person is searching for, that's yep.
0: Exactly. It does not matter how you have formatted that as far as the page itself.
1: Awesome. So for somebody, let's say, you know, listening to this podcast for the first time, they're like scratching their head. They're like, oh my God, there's a lot of work to do. Yes. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There is a lot of work to do. Uh, Do you do, and again, this is my brain asking, do you Uh do kind of like um, in paper, kind of like, I don't know how that thing is called, like a brainstorm with like a bunch of like little arms or like circles of like.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I do spreadsheets. (laughs) Yeah, I, I love Google, Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets is where I just keep all of the things organized. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really hard because, you know, when you're first starting, you will pro like, I think it's a great idea to just brain dump all of the ideas you have for different types of topics and ideas you want to write about. Obviously, keeping those still related to your actual business goals, right? Like mm-hmm. that has to come first, you set your goals, and then you look at what content can I write that will help me actually achieve that goal. And, you know, if that's booking at a certain venue, you write about the venues. If it's booking, you know, I don't know what other, do you mostly have wedding <laughs> photographers listening to this or?
1: We have all kinds of everything... photographers here, but like, like let's say, yeah. let's talk for about like, if you're a family photographer. And I was yeah. having this conversation with a friend of mine. She was like, what kind of content could I create for family photographers? Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. I have no kids, yeah. but I would assume that moms are looking for like things to do with their kids in their city. That yeah. has nothing to do with photography. But if you give a good article and you have mm-hmm. gorgeous photos of families, mm-hmm. let's say at the museum, yeah. that's definitely going to like spark some interest and be like, I never thought exactly. I could like, take family photos at the museum.
0: Exactly. You know, write about the museum, the Sioux, any local hiking trails that are not challenging, you know, stuff like that. Um, best places to shop for family photo outfits in your town, right. you know, because then you can also even reach out to like, uh, I'm big on trying to take SEO offline as well and try to create actual in-person networking relationships. Love this. And, you know, so as the family photographer example, there's got to be some cute locally owned children's clothing boutique or something, right? Reach out to them and ask of, hey, do you know a family I could photograph wearing your clothes? You know, I want to be able to promote your business as a place where people can shop and actually not show up in jeans and white shirts to their matching family photos, you know? (laughs) But I, I think we think about SEO as something that only happens on the internet. Um, And of course that, that is tech, you know, the technical definition of it, but there's so much room for taking it offline and creating relationships and referrals off of it too, by collaborating with local businesses. And that goes for any space, you know, newborn, family, seniors, all of it. Um, A lot of those will come down to, you know, places to shop for outfits and things like that. But I mean, even you're writing about engagement sessions, you could contact restaurants that have really cute interior dining rooms and ask if you can take some photos to show off like best places to take your girlfriend out for date night in this town or, you know, things like that. And I think that's where it gets really fun too because, you know, I I love working on my website, but I also don't want to sit on my computer for 10 hours a day. And it's so nice to have an excuse to get out and like, Meet someone in person. And that's what I've been doing a lot with the venue guides, especially is instead of just pulling a photo or two off of Google and, you know, linking it back to the venue, I emailed every single venue in my county and asked, you know, hey, I'm building this guide over every wedding venue. I really want to promote you on it because. I'm not a big fan of the not, <laughs> and because it's hard to find content there, right? Because you, everyone knows that whoever pays the most gets listed first, and Definitely. it's not even in the right county. Uh, and the venues were so receptive to, like, well, of course we want to be included for free in this guide where you are going to promote our business. And then I got to go around to all these venues, actually talk to the venue coordinators, you know, build that relationship with them, and. Of, of course get my own photos that I can use instead of using photos someone else took on google too and um you know that turned into a lot of cool just like getting on preferred vendor lists and things like that even if i haven't shot a wedding there yet so i i, I, I can't smiling so
1: <laughs> big because this is such great information and i'm super inspired to you know take mm-hmm. action and i like that you said that even if you haven't shot at that venue, no. just reach out and be like, listen, you know, I just want to yep. and as you said, like you don't have to even like plan a style shoot, nothing. You just, nope. just like, show up and like, yep, cool pictures of like the actual space. Mm-hmm. Yep, and That's it. Call it a don't overthink it.
0: No, because if I was gonna do a styled shoot at every one of these 35 venues, it would take me 10 years to get that done, you know? And it's not necessary for what I was doing. Um but yeah, no, I, I think getting things offline and I, I also think like a lot of photographers are just straight up scared of just, you know, like I've never shot at this venue before. I'm not famous. They don't know who I am. Why would they care to help me? And I think the difference is, um, I, I know, you know, Ben Hartley, everyone <laughs> hopefully does. Uh, I, th- I feel like if there's any one big thing I've taken away from working with him, it's just that you have to give before you ask. You have to provide value to people, and that's what you're doing when you are contacting these venues or stores or anything. You are offering them something valuable for free, just out of the goodness of your heart, and of course also because you want business. <laughs> um, but that makes them want to help you back. That makes them want to send you referrals. You that know, because really
1: you no, uh, no risk on their part, right? No, exactly. I'm here, taking a photo. Let's see where this goes, but most likely that will go a positive aspect for them and definitely a great aspect for you as a photographer.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's also so important to just remember, like, just be respectful and kind, you know, like, I know we think of venues as being these big corporations, but more often than not, it's a single person who answers every single email that comes in and, you know, they just want to do their job well too. And you're offering to make it easier for them. You know, I'm sure if I was was a venue coordinator and someone was like, hey, I want to come take photos for free and promote you and send you more couples. I'm like, why would I turn that down?
1: There is no, as I said, there is like no risk on their end. Because even if you show up and let's say for some, reason they don't like you, that's it. Like there is no nothing has happened.
0: (laughs) Nope. They wasted fifteen minutes of walking you around the venue. And they and they're used to giving these venue tours to couples all the time. You know, like that that's part of their job is showing people around the venue. Um so yeah, I, I think people just have to, you know, courage up a little bit and just don't be afraid to put it out there. Like it's it's so scary to just like send an email to someone you've never talked to before. But what what could what's the worst that could happen you don't hear back and they ghost you like we're pretty used to that as photographers
1: (laughs) like like what like let's be honest you're gonna send that email and unless you get a reply you probably are also gonna forget about it exactly
0: yep it does not matter
1: I definitely and I I mean I love I don't know maybe because I love to create content and I love to engage I love this concept that we're really heading towards that Photographers were not just photographers. We're really yeah. content creators also. Mm-hmm. Like and if you are talking like "I'm only a photographer, growing your business is going to be a little bit harder because mm-hmm. we're talking about you. Yep. You're supposed to be a resource for your clients, not mm-hmm. only taking beautiful photos, because if we are going to take a look at that, there is a lot of competition and there is a lot of people doing great work.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: this is not like 10 years ago when like the good photographers were just like, a handful. And then you had some people that were just like, whatever. Now, yeah. now you have a lot of people that are really, really good. Yep. So like another way to stand out is give great content to your audience. Be
0: the expert. Yeah, but I mean, I I will also say if anyone's listening to this and they're like, this does not sound like fun at all and I don't want to do this. I mean, some of the most successful photographers I know have not updated their websites for five years, you know, and they're just getting the referrals from wedding planners, from venues, from stuff like that. It's absolutely still possible to build your business without ever thinking about SEO. I just think you're losing out on so much for it because I know we were talking about this a little bit via email, but like for myself, I get about forty to fifty leads a month just from Google search. That That is is not including that is not including referrals or any Instagram, any of the other things. That is only people who find me on Google. Um, How
1: can you reply to all these people?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I really desperately need to hire a VA. That's crazy. but, But yeah, I mean, but because that's what happens when you know, if you are the person who shows up for all of these search terms that you want to book, you will get more leads than you know what to do with. Assuming that, you know, your website overall looks good and your photos are good and that people connect with you. Like, there, you know, there's a lot of variables in this. Um, Ranking number one does not mean you will be the number one most booked because, you know, people have to also connect with you. But it gives you a leg up over everyone who's not showing up. And that's all we can work towards, right, is, how can I do better than I did last year? And for me, that is pretty much always just improving my website.
1: That's so good. Let's talk about it because now I'm pumped and I'm also yeah. excited, but I also I also know myself. And I know that sometimes <laughs> I want immediate gratification social media has ruined me. Yes. <laughs> let's be honest. That's not the case here.
0: No, it is not. <laughs> um, I mean, wah, I... Wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have had uh, every now and then I get really lucky with a piece of content where, uh, for example, March 1st, I published a blog post called Airbnb Wedding Guide. And then the pandemic happened and it skyrocketed instantly because suddenly that was something that a lot of people were searching for is, you know, how can I have a v- wedding at a ve- like venue that's not a venue that doesn't have the same restrictions. Mm-hmm. And so I just got so lucky with the timing of that, of, you know, having published it right before the pandemic, but usually that's not the case. Um, you know, with my venue guides, for example, I, um, probably published that two years ago now um yeah I think it's been two years since I published the first one and you know for the first year or so it wasn't driving that much traffic and now it's up to where I get you know 750 clicks a month just for that single post um because as the overall website grows too and you know this is also something that I I know Corey and Dylan talk about in the course, um, but I don't think most photographers understand well enough. If two different photographers have written pretty much the same type of venue guide, right, where you list out similar venues in the same area, both are well formatted, both are well keyworded. If one of those photographers has all of the backlinks, people are searching for them by name. They have been on podcasts. They are an authority in the industry. They are linked to from other vendor pages. They are going to outrank the person with the same pretty much blog post that doesn't have the same authority. And, you know, so that's also where like, it can be really frustrating to be like, yeah, but I wrote a really good post. I'm like, but if your whole website is six months old and haven't built up links yet, and all of these things, it will be that much harder for you. So for me now, my website has built up enough authority that if I publish something, it's more likely to get traction faster than it was when I was a brand new photographer.
1: Definitely. But yeah.
0: SEO I see mean, it was a long time, <laughs> long-term game.
1: It is. I mean, it is a lot of layers. And as you said, this is as, as the saying goes, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Not like I even know that because I don't run, but
0: you know. <laughs> I don't either. Why would you run?
1: <laughs> yes. This is, this is a long, you know, like a yeah. long process. And I know that during the process, people tend to get tired, mm-hmm. give up. And, and as I said before, because I think <laughs> social media has joined us and mm-hmm. we want immediate gratification. But like, I think yeah. that super important to keep eyes on the final goal. And
0: yes. And I think if you are sitting there writing blog posts based on what everyone else is doing, you are going to burn out so much faster than if you can find the joy of doing this, right? Like, once you know exactly what your business goals are and you get better as you go on finding topics that are actually related to your goals, right? But if you're thinking about like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to shoot in, you know, the desert of Moab or something. <laughs> well, when you start getting excited about it, you can tell that in the way you write the content too. Couples can tell it when they read it. And as you start seeing it actually work, like once you get your first booking that comes directly from a blog post you did, like, that's not like, okay, this is worth it. Like, I, I'm pretty good at this. I can do this now. True. <laughs> um, but, you know, you have to make it fun. And, and that's also where I think that connecting it to our own local personal goals is so much more important than just trying to keep up with everyone else.
1: Uh, I mean, I love everything about this conversation. I'm inspired. I'm pumped. I, like, I can't wait for this pandemic to be over. So like, I can go out and shoot <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but even, like, let's just say, it. even before the pandemic ends, like right now, especially right now that we are, I mean, I know mm-hmm. the country is starting to open and now more people are going out mm-hmm. and all that, but this is the time, like if you are at home and you have nothing to do like the majority of us this is the time to work on this behind the scenes this is the time to make a mind map that's the word that i was looking for a mind map and see what are you gonna talk about and if you don't know what to talk about ask ask people on Instagram do a yeah. poll ask your yeah. former clients what what were they struggling with I think mm-hmm. that again sometimes we get like so caught up in this thing that we need to come up with all the ideas when like yeah. we're not reinventing the wheel here
0: no and you know like if again if you sign up for the fuel your those course there's <laughs> you know there's some really good um, good content on how to do keyword research uh, and you know really find out of like okay so I know I want to book more work in my own county but what are people searching for related to that you know what words do they use do they search boulder county wedding venues or do they search wedding venues in boulder you know like little things like that and you know the exact phrasing of the keywords does not matter that much anymore because it's not you're not writing a post where you just use the same term Mm -hmm. over and over again you're writing a bit about the whole topic you know and every little thing related to that. But yeah, I think starting with just making a plan for like, what is the number one thing that would really drive my ideal clients to my website? And more often than not, that is a single piece of content, which means it's going to take some more work than just blogging a wedding you shot. Um, But once you start planning it out too, you know, we're heading into summer here and I don't know about the rest of the country, but you know, in Colorado, we only have like three months out of the year where we're guaranteed to not have snow. And even that, like we just got snow yesterday up in the mountains. So who knows what's happening? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But if I know that, okay, I want to have really good photos to show off these venues and they are buried in snow for nine months out of the year, I'm probably going to want to make time to still go shoot some venues during wedding season, you know? Because I think... It's important to plan out the things too throughout the year of like, if you set yourself a six month goal on in six months, I can really achieve this one big piece of content. You can just keep chipping away at it it as you go along, you know, schedule in the time of every Monday, I'm gonna spend three hours going around and visiting venues and photographing them. And every time I get new photos, I'll keep adding them onto the post I've already published. You know, you don't have to wait until you have, 50 venues listed out before you publish it, you might as well write up the 10 you already have photos of, publish that, and then add to it as you go.
1: That's such a great tip. I love it. you.
0: You should so much information from me, Helena. I love it. I'm inspired. I like, am really, Good. really inspired. And, well, and you've been working so much on this too. I see you <laughs> posting in the groups sometimes that they're like oh my god they hate me because
1: like <laughs> I'm, I'm not shy like if I don't know I'm not shy and I'm, I'm gonna ask the questions that I need to ask and again that's a deep problem because I think that sometimes we we hold back and mm-hmm. we're like I, and I've been guilty of this in other topics when I'm mm-hmm. like I should have known this and like yeah. I feel like I've been in business for 10 years by now I should know that
0: well no I don't no. know it whatever <laughs> But but even for that, right, like I think a lot of people uh, are easy to sign up for courses and be like, sure, I'll spend 500 bucks on a course, you know, because that will magically make me better at this mm. thing. But then they don't actually do the work. And it's so important to take ownership of that too, of like, you know, we, we have all of these amazing Facebook group communities where people can ask questions and learn from each other. But the only way you're going to learn that is if you're willing to put yourself out there and admit of like, I am lost. I am feeling so stupid right now. I have no idea what you're talking about. Help me. And people will always help you, you know, like it's such a wonderful community, but you have to take responsibility for getting your own education out of it because no one else is watching out for you.
1: It is a hundred percent true, and I can talk about both as a student and as an educator because in my Pinterest class just recently, somebody that had bought the class was like, "I don't know, I'm a little bit lost." So I'm like, "Okay, let me do a quick, you know, a quick audit yeah. on your Pinterest," and I'm like, "Okay, have you actually done any of the things that I suggested?" And they were like, "Well, not really." Well, nothing is going to happen magically. Like, if exactly. You to this podcast and getting inspired is not going to help your blog. Like, yep. you need to take whatever Nina Sherman with us and yep. run with it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, if, if I'm going to give anyone an action step to do after this, sit down and write three goals you have for your business. You know, for, for me right now, I want to book more winter weddings because I don't want to work all summer long. Uh, I. Want to book more weddings in Aspen? Tell you right, because they are expensive, bougie towns. And um, yeah, you know, I want to. I want to book more weddings at ski resorts. Great, like three different topics. How can I write about those? How can I combine those? And instead of it just being like, "Cool, I have a piece of content that's ranking on Google, but I'm never getting bookings off of it," these are the type of things I can write about that I know will turn into my ideal c- clients booking me. It might take a while, you know, and. Even for like my Boulder venue guide, it has seven hundred fifty visitors a month. I get about two of those actually fill out and contact me, but that's okay because someone looking for a venue has not even booked a venue yet mm-hmm. they're not ready to book a photographer, but a lot of them will come back you know when they remember of like okay it's now time to book my photographer. Well shit, I found my venue from this person's website, so I might as well go back to her.: I
1: think this is again another great. Point that you make, and it's like we sometimes are. I don't know if it's ego or what the heck is happening, but we think that somebody's gonna land on our website for the first time. At, mm-hmm. Let's say that they come through. I don't know, either Pinterest or Google mm-hmm. search, and like immediately the next step is like, I wanna book this person, and nope. that, maybe that happens once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not the way people make a purchase, especially no. because what we're selling is even. I mean, I don't care how much you charge. Mm-hmm. It's not you're not selling a ten dollar pair of socks that you'd be like, Oh, I just saw these socks that are kinda of funny, I'm gonna buy them, right? It's yep. not that's not the purchase process that is happening. No. It is
0: so but- Go on. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I I think you bring up an interesting point there about price too, though, because once you have positioned yourself as an expert, you can charge whatever the heck you want to and people will pay it. You know, when when I was starting out, and I know this is still like super common elopement pricing, but most people are around $1,500 for three hours because somehow someone decided that was standard, (laughs) right? Because $500 an hour for three hours. Yeah. Uh, My bottom package is now $4,000 for four hours for an elopement, and because I show up number one when you search Colorado elopement or elope in Colorado, people are like, cool, I guess she's worth that because she's number one on Google. You know, like, I know they don't actively think that, but it's such a cool subconscious thing that happens when people are like, they're expecting you to be more expensive when you show up high on Google, you have a good website, you have a lot of resources, you know, I, I think that's, it just builds authority, it builds trust, people feel like they know you, and then they're yeah, it doesn't really matter what the price is. Like you're the person who helped them pick the month, the date and the location they're getting married. Of course, they'll pay for you.
1: Of course, because you're giving them value. And they're yeah. just, once again, they see, they see that they can trust you, that you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And we, at the end of the day, we are whether you're buying a car or hiring a photographer, you are paying for security. That's what yes, you do, right. That's yes the difference between buying a BMW and I don't yeah. know, like a used car from ten yeah. years ago, right? Well, I mean, and they both take I, you from place A to B. I mean, like, okay, how do you? I've, go been inter-
0: I've been interviewing contractors to renovate my uh, th- my new house this week, and the people who have webs like websites where they actually have blog posts about like here's how to pick your kitchen counters. I'm like, ooh, I want to hire you. You know, like it works everywhere where like you feel like someone's already given you something for free. And yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I also want to say like, I feel like so many people are really scared of like, what if I share all my secrets? You know, aren't other photographers going to steal it? Yes, they will. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, like it, it does not matter. Like I, I, I feel the more we share, the more people will see that and come to that too. Like, I feel like there's something where if, if you get all protective about like having to hold onto your secrets, uh, I mean, I am too when it comes to like my middle of nowhere wilderness locations. Of course, I'm not going to blog about those and name them because I spent 10 years hiking to find these places. <laughs> but don't be afraid of putting content out there because you worry about other people copying you. For one, Google knows where it came from first. Like, if you actually have an original idea, absolutely be the first person to post it. Um, And then if someone copies you later, just keep making your content better.
1: Also, I think that in 2020, if you are concerned about people stealing your ideas and sharing, you need to go back to the Middle Ages. Because... Yeah. As you said, like it's, it's only gonna happen, and you can't let dad
0: don't stop do you from growing. No, because again,
1: if you don't if you don't share, you're not growing either. So no. like it's a catch twenty two that is gonna get yep. you nowhere.
0: Yeah, awesome. but yeah, I I just see so many people worry about that, and it's, no, it's it, true. I yeah. I've seen them too. Yeah,
1: and I, I mean, I don't wanna be like like oh like what's like not acknowledging your fear I, no no like, i i, I understand like, where
0: it's coming from yeah, i feel
1: like yeah. mm, you need to just let it go otherwise you know you're not growing. Yeah. kind of yeah oh, so much great information Nina. you have so i'm inspired i'm going to do my mind map i'm going to renew my website no but good tell us a little bit i mean you share so many great informations you actually give us actionable steps which i yeah. love because i feel like in my brain i need exactly mm-hmm. steps to do uh in just tilting here 180 making a left yep. a, a right on this conversation. <laughs> uh, what are you loving right now
0: you know what it's not gonna lie it's been a rough <laughs> week we are in the middle of a pandemic and an uprising and th- it is an interesting time to be trying to focus on your own business um True. because there's so much else going on in the world but um uh, One thing I'm really loving is that everyone has been like cutting straight through the bullshit and just getting so real with each other the last couple of months. And I see this when I have conversations with other photographers where suddenly like we're talking so openly about our prices and what we're booking and just like all of these things where people aren't holding back anymore. And I see the same thing with my couples where, you know, when I do Zoom calls meeting people, like they're just cutting straight through the fluff talk and talking about, you know, being laid off and working from home with their partner in a one bedroom apartment and like all of these real things. And I don't know, I'm not one for big, small talk. Like I love talking about, you know, big ideas and what can we do to change the world and all of this. And I I think that's something that's been really interesting these past couple of months of like, I don't know, we're getting down to what actually matters. We're getting rid of so much stuff that doesn't at all help us anymore. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where the country keeps go, growing. As, a, as an immigrant, I'm really invested in seeing like what happens here. Yeah, <laughs> I can definitely. always go back to Norway if I need to.
1: <laughs> Norway is so pretty.
0: <laughs> it is, but so is Colorado. Uh,
1: well, I, I've never been to Colorado. So uh, but I live in no. South Florida, and we don't have that much kind of like First of all, we don't have mountains, so no, that's a bummer. But you,
0: ha- you have the keys and the beaches and water. You can stay in for more than thirty seconds.
1: True, you, you, yeah. I mean true. But like, I don't know. I, it's one of those things that you like, but you don't have. Kind of things. Uh-huh. I mean, I oh, have to sure. be honest and so like, I would never like I snow like I can't like nice for two days and then that's it so like that's something I'd rather have the horrible summer that we get here that is 100 degrees with like the humidity but at least I have AC <laughs> I
0: I can't do anything over 85 degrees I am oh, like okay yeah. let me escape into the mountains and get up to higher altitude I I don't know how to be warm it's uh, yeah it's it, it
1: gets re- really really hot down here so yeah, that's yeah. You know, one of the things but uh yeah, yeah I wish we had more mountains or you know something like that I wish we had like a like a nice nice weather that i don't die of uh, extra you just gotta <laughs> c- come here or visit definitely i have to you know I'll go there and check it out so yeah. where did people find you
0: uh I am on instagram as larson photo co so l a r s e n uh norwegian spelling not Swedish I know most people don't know the difference but <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, larsonphoto.co is my website. Um, you can also go spend an hour and a half reading all of my resources. Yeah. I, I actually, even better, instead of typing in my URL directly, type in Larson on Google and then I get the organic clicks through. So. <laughs>
1: there you go. Because I know people are listening to this podcast <laughs> and they're like, mm, I want to see what she's talking about. So go uh-huh. ahead, take a look. Yes. Be like me and spend yeah. an hour and a half on that website. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't go, no, but- just get inspiration out of it. Okay, people? Yes,
0: I I I see the copiers.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. but, I just okay. because I love languages and I'm a nerd, uh, say something in Norwegian, just because if you don't
0: mind. er så vanskelig for når du meg på All right, great. I don't know what yeah. else it's gonna be. I just said I have no idea what to say when you put me on the spot like that. <laughs> but yeah but, like i love languages so no, I mean, no, no norwegian is pretty fun. fun fun fact for you norwegian is supposed to be the easiest language for a native english speaker to learn because there's so much shared roots and grammar and everything so you got to pick up duolingo
1: listen i don't know i'm gonna disregard because i've seen the the o's with like the the, the yeah. lines across and all that and we, I, we have I, a couple I, extra letters <laughs> definitely okay i'm gonna check out duolingo and see if maybe next time we talk at least i can say hi in the region you can say that yeah (laughs) awesome you it was great having you on the podcast you are such a bright energy also so much information and great tips and i'm sure whoever is listening to this is definitely uh i mean i'm excited to where I can go with this information, and I hope that the listeners are also excited and inspired to you know change the way we're blogging, uh, mm-hmm. get excited about SEO, to make take a look at it as like something fun to do and not like mm-hmm. a, a stunting task. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for your energy for sharing this with all of us, and I can't wait to you know to have you on the podcast again talk about I don't know maybe SEO or something else
0: yeah it's probably changed a lot again in a year from now so we'll we'll figure out what else is happening yeah well thank you so much for having me no i'm excited i'll talk to
1: you very soon yep
0: all right ciao thanks for listening to today's episode for more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes please visit thetogrepublic.com if you enjoy today's show please go to itunes and leave us a review Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.